Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Brower, Garden State HS Wrestling, bringing you uh, my new version of the podcast. Uh, we're going to call it Near Fall. It's a different kind of podcast I want to do. I know um, we've been doing the ones for the last couple of years, but I feel like we were kind of like talking at people, so I kind of want to try to show something, a new format, make it a little more interactive, have some questions, some polls, some interviews, um, go on location a little more. Um, I want to kind of get everybody's opinion on stuff. Um, I want to start a new segment, kind of like a Mount Rushmore of each team, kind of see who the top wrestlers are. Um, I also want to kind of do more, more, uh, it's addition to Morris and Sussex, a little more Hunter and Warren, because I think there's been some teams that, you know, we've kind of forgot and, uh, you know, that we don't want to have a problem with. So, I mean, there's some really good teams out here and, we're actually on location at North Huntington. I'm going to be interviewing their coach on their group championship. But uh, let me jump right into it, talk a little bit about our final top ten. We'll get that out of the way. Uh, my first in was Sparta, 16-11. Uh, and 11. Um, Number ten, Mount Morris Knowles, 16-5. and 5. Um, I broke the tie with the next team, West Morris, 12-11. Mount Olive beat them, common opponent. Mount Olive beat West Morris by 22, beat Morris Knowles by 30 and 40. So that's kind of how I broke that. Then we had the kid at Tinney, 14 and 6. Jefferson, 18 and 7. They had a loss to Newton early, but I kind of threw that out after they beat West Morris. I did the same with Mendham, an early season loss to Sparta, 14 and 6. And then the top five teams, all who were uh, down in Tom's River this past weekend, Mount Olive, uh, who actually lost at North Huntington in the semis, but all three were the top 20 teams. Montville, who was the Group three champion, two losses to Del Burton and Pope John. Pope John, number three, high point to group two champion, number two. And the team that should be number one in our poll a little later um, this week, as well as top ten nationally, Del Barton, 18 and three. Um, and they've only lost us with the three national teams. We were talking a little bit about the uh, the groups. Um, we, As we said, Del Barton goes down there, wins their non-public A, beats St. Augustine 54 to seven. Pope John goes down, wins this non-public B North, loses, unfortunately, Camden Catholic 51-15 in the final. Uh, congratulations to Delaware Valley for making the Group 1 final, but they lose to Paulsboro 50-9. And then a couple other teams that went down there and went high point, like I said, won the Group 2 championship over West Deptford. Montville beating West Essex in the Group 3 finals, having beaten them twice in the last three weeks. Um, Mount Olive, who lost to North 140 to 13, but that team's on the way up. And special congratulations to Coach Smythe, who got his 300th win Friday at the uh, sectional final at home. And then the team we're going to talk, as a coach we're going to talk to, um, North Huntington, who beat Kingsway 34 22, uh, capping off the first undefeated season in Hunter County since 1987 and the top public school team. Um, coach Runka, welcome. Uh, talk about this team, just kind of what this squad's been. I know we talked in the beginning of the year kind of how everybody would come together, but just how you feel the team gelled and when you felt they were kind of do this. Um, well, I mean, this group of kids, they're they are like family. They're like brothers. They hang out all the time. You know, they're, they're really close, knit group, good friends. Um, you know, we give them a day off. They're typically spend it together. So um, the great thing about this team is that they just want to fight for each other. They're going to fight for the man next to them and – you know, when things get tough, there's always somebody else there to step up and, and make a big big play for, for everybody else. It's not just one guy that you constantly go back to or a couple of guys you're constantly relying on. You know, if a team is solid in the upper weights, you know, we got 
good lower weights and good middleweights that, that pick up the slack. So there's never a spot where someone isn't ready to make a big, big statement win. Now, this team, like you said, came together, and there's always a debate when it comes to rankings. Um, you guys are the top undefeated public school in the state. There's obviously some parochials that have advantages, I'll just say. But um, for you guys to be a homegrown team and have that undefeated, how do you feel you rank it? Will this change going forward um, of you booking matches against some of those parochials, or do you kind of like what you're doing here on your own? Um, I, I kind of like what we're doing, you know. I mean, I can't hard to hard to say we didn't didn't make some right calls this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, the parochials they're all star teams. I mean, they're all star teams, and the the hard thing or the thing about scheduling some of them is you risk. Okay, well, you schedule them, and now are they going to start coming out and trying to poach your kids because they see how tough you got? You got all these tough kids that you've been working to develop for years and years. So. I mean, we we typically at North Hunter have never really scheduled many, if any, parochials. Um, you know, I don't I don't plan on changing that. Um, you know, I, I just I don't like the feel of people coming out and trying to recruit kids when you've been developing them since they were you know six seven years old, and your community's been developing them and putting this time, effort, money, you know, into these kids. You know, it just doesn't seem right to me. Talking about the community, a, a big community backing here, obviously. Um... I'm friends with you on Facebook, so I saw the Facebook Live video of the police escort and the, the lights. Talk about how this community's kind of come behind this team, because you said it is a community, and it just seems like everybody was out supporting it and how they've done for this program. Uh, the the community is huge for us at North. I mean, these, these parents and these kids and, you know, all the people in our wrestling club, you know, even, I mean, we, we should pull in here after the, winning the groups, and half of our grade school team is here and our Northwest team and all, all our little guys are here, you know, cheering the bus on and they're here with banners and they're all excited. And, you know, it, it truly is a, a K we call it a K through 12 program um, because our wrestling club supports from the time they're in kindergarten straight through when they graduate high school, they're, they're a part of that. Um, you know, our wrestling club pays for a lot of stuff for our off season training as high schoolers. And um, you know, they, take care of them, get them off-season singlets, get them off-season things. They go pay for their tournaments, reimburse parents for travel expenses. They do tons of stuff. Um, and, and it, yeah, I mean, the community is just so supportive, and that's one of the reasons we've been able to be as successful as we are. You know, um, we have a really good culture. You know, parents buy in. Um, they trust the coaches from when they're, you know, in kindergarten, first, second grade, through high school. And they, they we don't get a lot of issues with parents like some places do. Um, they just they, they trust the process. Now, the one thing about the process, too, is when you look at some of these schools, you see the guys who are favored at a weight going down the states individually and, you know, or can get down. I think you may have some guys who have a chance to get a podium, but I think you're one of the few teams where there's not a guy you can go and look, hey, he's going to be doing something in the states. It's almost a complete team effort. How, talk about just how rare that is, because usually there's always one of the one or two of those anchors, and you just seem to have different guys step it up, whether it's you know Foss or Gabor up top or some of the younger guys. It just always seems to be a different guy each match that sort of sets the tone. And how is that as a coach to kind of deal with not knowing, hey, am I going to get a really good effort up top, down low, in the middle, it, it, or is it just fun to kind of watch? Well, I think it's fun to watch because it gives and and the kids know it, and it gives each kid an opportunity to be the hero in a big match. And that's kind of what we were saying before: is there, there's always an opportunity for someone else to step up big. Um, they're all, they're all capable of doing, beating good kids, beating state qual caliber kids. Um, you know, most of them have done it at least once during the year. They've beaten a state qualifier, a kid who's won a couple matches at states um, here or there in a big spot, sometimes bonus thumbs, you know, just because they wrestle hard for six minutes. 
Um, and it's nice because, because we don't have that kid, the others kind of know that this could be up to me. Like this, this match could be me. They don't have that kid to fall back on. Oh, well, he's going to pin, you know, well, he's going to pin. So it's okay if I don't, you know, we have those bonus points coming from this kid or that kid. And every team we went against this year, it seemed like that was, you know, a top 20 or better team, which was a lot of them. Um, they, they all had a couple of those kids. And even when those kids wrestled our guys, you know, they, we might not beat every one of those kids, but we gave them fits. We held them to regular decisions at the worst of major, you know, we didn't roll over for many kids. And I mean, third period, some of these kids are looking at the score and they're up by maybe three or four points. And they're like, what the heck? I'm in a dogfight here. I thought I should be rolling through this kid. And I mean, that's just the way our team is built that they're going to fight every kid, whether they're good or, or, or not, you know, they'll, they'll pin the kids who aren't good and they'll, the best kid, they'll, they'll take them, make it a dogfight. Now, what do you look at for the future program? I know you was a few seniors. Um, just kind of how you see going next year, because once again, you're, you're you're in a tough division where it's you and Peabrook always in an annual fight. And I mean, it's always been a fight here, because I think it was a couple of years ago where they when they broke up the divisions, it was you, Warren Hills, Voorhees, Delval, Boundbrook, and it was 100 essential. It was such so you still have that that Peabrook. How do you look at the team going forward? Because I mean, even with the seniors, you still have a couple guys coming in. But how do you see you going forward from this and building off this success? Um, I mean, I think we have a chance to be pretty, pretty tough again next year. We bring back a lot of guys. Um, we lose five seniors, but you know, we fill in pretty good in our upper weights. You know, we lose Cabrero and Fawcett who are both, you know, been key, key guys up top for us, but we got a couple guys behind them that have both wrestled 30 ish, maybe more varsity matches over the last two years. Um, you know, combined, they probably wrestled 40 something varsity matches for, for two guys that can fill in and they're, they're ready to go. You know, a couple of them, we got them in some varsity-level tournaments this year, and they both placed. You know, they're capable of winning some matches with, you know, Schultz and Franklin up there. Um, so they're both really capable wrestlers. So we kind of can – I don't want to say we can replace them because those guys are, are really big, but, you know, we can fill that, that gap, I think, pretty well. Um, and as everyone else continues to develop up there, it's only going to get stronger there. And then in the middle – in the middle will be tough. You know, we lose we lose thir- our 38, 45, 52 pounder um, right in a row. That's that's a tough three weights to lose. But we have guys behind them again that we got a lot of varsity experience for those kids this year. We were able to against some teams that, you know, we thought we could handle. So we got a lot of those backups in knowing that we were going to need them next year. And they were they had a ton of success with it. You know, most of those guys had winning records on varsity wrestling, you know, seven or eight varsity matches. They won, you know, five or six of them. So. Um, you know, we'll work in the summer, we'll get ready in the off season and hopefully next year they step in and fill those, those spots. Hopefully this is a, you know, a nice run of big things. Cause I know, uh, being a former alumni of Warren Hills, it's nice to always go down the road, you know, win and still be in the area and bring a championship home. So from one blue streak to another, congratulations. Thanks for the time, coach. Absolutely. Thank you. Good luck in districts and regions. I'm sure we'll be hearing more from North Hunter then. And we're back. Thank you. Thanks to Coach Harunka for the uh, the time. I know it's busy district week, getting everything going, coming off a championship. You know, it's, it's that afterglow of uh, winning a championship and getting that huge uh, return home from all the state police that uh, guided them in from 78. Um, I want to turn my attention to those districts. Um, spread out districts this year, I mean, with the reworking and everything, um, it actually leads me into my first question. I know a couple people had talked about sending in questions and we had posted 
you know, send me a message and email so we could do it at admin at morriscountyhswrestling.com or hashtag ask the Morris County Wrestling Guy. Uh, the first one is my thoughts on districts and regions from Dave in Roxbury. Um, he asked, what are my thoughts on the new districts compared to the last few years and the debate on how they're constructed? Um, thanks for the question, Dave. Um, I look at it like this. I think it's strange because you've been so used to everybody going to the same area, the same district, the same region and such, that there was like a camaraderie. It was almost like a high school reunion um, of teams. You didn't get to see a lot, but were in the local area and you knew you were going to wrestle the best. Um, I know especially the question I always have is at Walk Hill Valley, uh, or the old region one, I had always asked why they had that there when they only had two mats. And that was actually, I was told, the most money-making region for the state because every team locally came together and made it a great time. And you, you enjoyed it. You saw the same old people. Um, I actually wrestled uh, for Warren Hills, and we went up to regions up there. I was never that good. <coughs> Excuse me. But, like, we went there, and the same fans who came and watched us wrestle were there when I was covering it for the Star-Ledger in 2010, 2011. So it was nice to see those same people. I think people get hung up on the district and regions. Um, regions, so you could keep the name, but I almost wonder if you would change the names to qualifiers, if that would help get over the fact that it's not really a district when you have, like, a North Huntington traveling to Red Bank or a Warren Hills traveling over to, I think, Livingston. And it's just a really strange, you know, crisscross to the state. But I understand what they're trying to do. Um, but I prefer the old way. I prefer going to Old Morristown and watching Hanover Park, Whippity Park, um, Precipity, Par Hills, Del Barton. And it was always nice when there was something close. So, for example, if a guy made a nice little run it wasn't an hour and a half trek to go see him in the next round you could just drive over and catch it and i always noticed at, at uh, morristown when local guys were in the finals on a chance the gym would fill up more just people coming to check it out um so yeah that's that's one and then i'll talk a little bit about more districts but there's one more question i want to ask uh answer from somebody it's called perplexed in pompton lakes and there was a question about what happens when there's a three-way tie in the championships or in the, for the conference. And the one thing that I um, noticed is this happened last year with Voorhees, uh, Delaware Valley, and Warren Hills. And it happened this year in the Liberty Division with Hanover Park, Whippity Park, and Bequanic, where they each beat each other and there's a round robin. Um, what actually happens is each team's a tri-champion. There's no way to really break the tie. I'm sure if you wanted to go into head-to-head matchups against a common opponent and breaking it down that way, but essentially they'll send a championship plaque to each team, and that's kind of how it'll go. It'll, there'll be three champions in a five-team division, which that's a whole other thing. I'll talk to that in the future about how I think the conference should actually a little be a little bit weightier when it comes to the divisions like five teams eh, i don't know if that's really the best way to go you kind of want to have your best against the best and i know they kind of in the the njac they put all the good teams in the american all the top teams not good but top i apologize if anybody's offended because if you're not in the american division but the del bartons the pope johns those teams they have more than one division i don't know why you can't make it five teams of seven it's it's just strange to me. But um, heading towards districts, 
A um, couple districts that pop out, I'll just run through. I think um, when you look at the champions, Pope uh, High Point should take District 1, Pope John District 2. Um, District 3 is Kittatinny. I like those three to come out of there team-wise. Um, District 4 is a little lower open for me. I can see Butler, uh, Don Bosco, and I keep an eye on on Sparta. Sparta be the you know one. They got some really good kids in the Stewart brothers. I think they can make a run in advance. Um, see if they rack up enough team points. Number five, uh, Mount Olive or West Essex. That's actually going to be a good battle. I really like both those squads. Um, so it'd be interesting to see who comes out on top. Number six, I think Montville takes it. District seven, I think Bergen Catholic takes it. District 8, I like Jefferson. District 9, Del Barton by far. Uh, District 10, I like Hanover Park. Uh, District 11, I look at a couple teams. I think Caldwell, Hackettstown, Mendham, and Whippany Park all have a shot. Um, it just depends on the seeding and who advances where, but I can see one of those four. Uh, District 12, it's either Warren Hills or West Morris to me. And um, kudos to West Morris. Um, you were talking before about West Essex and such. Um, they gave West Oaks all they could handle. Went to Criteria um, the other day on Friday in the sectional. I thought they had it, um, but they went on Criteria. West Morris win. West Morris loses. West Essex advances. Um, but I look for them to have a great showing in districts. District 13 is Peaberg. Um, district 14, wide open. I mean, that, I, I don't know if there's a favorite in that district. District 15, I like Boundbrook or Ridge. Heading to District 18, Hunterdon Central. I think they take that. And District 20, I, I like North Hunterdon. Um, yeah, I think they're going to do a great job. Um, and like I said, I think it's going to be an interesting. But um, I hope you guys like the new format of kind of what I'm doing. Um, this is the kind of like a tease before we start to do this next season. Um, I kind of want call this a soft opening on the podcast. This is like a soft opening. We'll see what we can work on for next time. But um, I hope you like it. We want to make it more interactive. Like I said, I want this podcast to bring in the debates and everything we see. Like you see on the forums, like who's best? This one, the, you know, Jordan, James, Cope, you know, in basketball terms. But who are the best wrestlers? And I want your opinions. I don't want to just talk at you. I want you to tell me. So any feedback tweet me email me send me any messages we would love to have you involved and i want to set it up next year we have a weekly interview we're on location and bring it back to what it was it's it's your sport not mine it's ours all together so thank you for listening this is donald j brower i'll talk to you next time